Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I have Dr. Cassie McGuire on, and she is a local chiropractor here in the Twin Cities area. And today I'm super excited to have her come on and chat about women's health. And in particular, we're going to chat pre-postpartum health and um, all of those things. So welcome to the show, Dr. Cassie. Thanks for having me, Andrea. I'm looking forward to talking about this topic today with you. Perfect. So I want to start with just getting a little bit more um, information about yourself and then your practice as well. Okay. Yes. So I am a Gansug chiropractor that focuses on women's health, like you said, and helping women, um, you know, with before, during and after pregnancy, and then also helping, you know, working with families too and the kids as well. But I have a passion for helping women, you know, in that postpartum phase, especially since I've gone through um, that myself twice. And I have a four-year-old and a seven-month-old right now. So two different types of births as well. And going through all that definitely helps me uh, relate to my patients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I def- I've noticed that myself from when I've specialized in pre-postpartum for many years as well. But then once you have a child, you're like, wow, okay, I really see the needs that maybe I, you know, heard about or knew about, but you don't really know until you kind of go through that. Was there, was there any like aha moments that you maybe had after becoming a mom um, and how that's maybe altered your practice? Yeah, I think it's just because you start focusing on that more. So you attract more of that and you're just, Um, able to relate to those type of patients much easier and then you have all those resources for them or other practitioners that you can work with too to get them the you know the care that the care that they need even with going through some of it yourself yeah and one of the um one of the things that we're both in that you co-founded with one of our previous guests uh, was the twin cities holistic collaborative and that just kind of made me um you know, want to at least share that because I think that when you talked about having those resources, I think that's a great resource just to have that network of women. Um, and probably, I don't know if we have any men in the group or not. Um, but just people who specialize in, um, women's health. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that, uh, as well before we move on. Yeah, that's been really helpful just to, um, keep those relationships and collaborations open, especially, this year, having those connections during this time with so much change going on and having those resources has been really helpful this year and to connect and so we can work on keeping our energy up as well and working together on ideas and different things that we can do to help more people. I love it. I love that. So yeah. the first question I kind of want to dive out um, and kind of geek out on is, you know, obviously right now people are wearing masks. And one of the things that you had talked about on one of our um, Twin Cities holistic collaborative um, calls was about breathing. Um, And I personally, I just haven't worn a mask just because I'm not, I mean, I don't wear it. Obviously when I have to, I wear my mask, but um, like, I don't go into an office anymore. You know, I'm at home working, so Mm -hmm. I don't have that same, um, I guess, concern or didn't even realize that, okay, yeah, there are a ton of people who have to wear a mask all day long. Um, and breathing is going to, of course, be interfered by that. Cause even when I put it on, just have to go to a store. I noticed like, I'm like, Oh, I'm sucking in the mask fabric. If I breathe, you know, my breath. 
So I would love for you to share some tips for people who might also be noticing they are turning into maybe chest breathers, um, or just trying to breathe a little bit more shallow. So they don't have that mask sucking in effect. And how can you kind of counter counteract that? Right. I've seen a lot of that too. And especially myself towards the end of the day, I almost feel like I'm getting anxious towards that five to 6 PM time finishing, you know, my shift. Um, and then I've also been seeing patients complaining of jaw pain and tightness in their upper neck jaw area. Mm -hmm. I think what happens when we're wearing the mask is like, we're keeping our mouth like half open. And then, like you said, we're breathing with our chest and not getting a full deep belly breath using our diaphragm and when we are doing diaphragmatic breathing and breathing deeply and not so much chest breathing like a lot of people with asthma do we're not getting to that relaxed state in which is our utilizing our parasympathetic nerve system so that's our relaxed rest and digest state where everything's going to work better versus like the sympathetic fight or flight mode so I did make a handout that I've shared with patients and I can send that to you as well. It's a PDF on that. And there's a video and I put my resources in that handout about how to do the box breathing mm. where you just breathe in through your nose. Well, first of all, put a hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and breathe in through your nose with your mouth, gently shut tongue on the roof of the mouth. And you hold that breath in through the nose for four seconds then hold it for four seconds and then breathe out with the mouth um, or sorry, breathe out through the nose for four seconds and then, you know, hold that breath out for another four seconds and then repeat like six times. And it's even better if you can do it like sitting down, um, you know, feet on the floor. But I know sometimes if you find yourself during the day where you're just stressed out or Wearing that mask on all your breaks and even at the end of the day, just doing this can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. That's interesting too. When you said with the, you know, having that anxiety or just kind of being in that fight or flight at the end of the day after wearing a mask. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, so many people are already just feeling there's just a heightened anxiety in the air just in general this whole yeah. year. So it makes, I mean, so much sense why the masks might be contributing to a little bit more of that and just how to ground yourself down or, um, you know, even if you have maybe a job where you can sneak outside by yourself and take your mask off for a little bit, just to take some deep breaths. Um, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. Even if you have to escape to like a separate room or a break room, or um, I personally, like, even if you're in the bathroom, I don't like to wear my mask in there, you know, cause that's, yeah. I don't know, like just anywhere where you're not like, you know, with all your clients or patients, just taking that off for a second and just getting back to that normal breathing. So you're not feeling all that anxiety. I like it. Um, I love that. Those are, those are great tips. I think really useful for, you know, what's going on right now. And, um, yeah. you know, we don't know, we might be wearing masks for a while. So just having those tools of, okay, here's how I can make sure I'm, I am breathing deeper and not just turning into that chest breath, which I also like that you mentioned the jaw pain. Um, cause I've had clients uh -huh. have increased jaw issues and I didn't even, you know, correlate that it could be from wearing a mask. So, um, yeah. I'm definitely, I know you have some, sorry. Yeah. I know you have some breathing techniques that you talk about too in your yeah. course. And I don't know if you, um, have any places too, that people can go. Cause I know I've learned some of those as well to use. Yeah. I mean, I put some, um, I did a little reels video on Instagram 
gosh, probably a month ago, um, to use. And one of the ones that I learned, which actually was, this will kind of segue, cause I'm sure this is probably mm-hmm. stuff that you work on too, with breath work and pre postpartum. But one of the things that I was doing wrong was breathing, breathing wrong. Um, you know, like on that inhale, letting that diaphragm release and then the exhale, feeling it constrict, um, totally probably for years and years had those flipped. Right. Um, and then that made like, cause I'm going to a pelvic floor PT right now to help release that. And until, I mean, I really have to focus on that. Like, you know, I sit on a foam roller and spend five minutes every morning focusing on releasing on the inhale. Okay. And so that is something that, um, uh, you know, probably segues into pre postpartum because it's kind of the same thing as you turn into that chest breathing, just because, you know, your, your belly is expanding and making room for baby. So the breath naturally sometimes gets shortened. So do you have any tips for maybe, um, you know, mamas who maybe be feeling, Oh gosh, how can I increase my breath when I'm pregnant? Yeah, that's hard too. I know you mentioned the kind of tightening on the inhale. Yeah. Yep. Trying to release. Yeah. And they teach us that like when we're working out, like we've been ingrained with that. So inhale, tense up. So it's kind of like totally relearning all that. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) So with moms, that's kind of hard. The further along you get the diaphragm gets pushed up and then can cause more reflux issues and all those type of things. But one thing I do do in the office is I can work on that, you know, diaphragm area if they are having the reflux and there's a technique we can do to kind of release that more even in babies when they have reflux so I can show them a little bit of what they can do at home with that too um there's like a technique to doing that so it's hard to explain on the podcast but um I guess just kind of doing whatever you can to take a break and um even laying down with like a pillow so you're kind of upright um, and just resting and working on that breath putting the hand on your chest um one on the belly, making sure you're relaxing on the inhale, like you mentioned too. And then also I do recommend like even doing like squats in that squatting position to keep that pelvis and sacrum open and then doing the diaphragmatic breathing in that position too, because in labor, you're going to be doing that. Yes. Yeah. Those are, those are great tips. Um, and just to even take notice of like, Oh, how am I breathing? What if, am I releasing or am I tightening? And um, I've had many, many clients now who've been reversed the same way. If you, if you were an athlete or have been lifting weights for many years, a lot of the times that can get flipped just from our training. So, yeah, I think I was doing that too. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's just little things like that. You're just like, wait, how did, I mean, but nobody teaches us that, you know, in school, it's not like they're like, Hey, did you know, this is how you're supposed to breathe. Um, another thing you can do is sit on the downer. If you're on the couch, just, um, crossing the legs and working on the breathing that kind of opens things up making sure you're sitting upright and not leaning um back all you know you don't want to lean back too much yep. you know on the couch you're doing anything so that can tighten everything up too but when you are like in those squats and doing those different things or pelvic rocking exercising pelvic um say more like pelvic pelvic tilts yep those type of exercises making sure you're breathing properly too when you're doing all those things to help with you know, delivery. So now one of the things um, that you had talked about was the chiropractic, maybe adjustments, um, that technique. 
if someone is maybe new to chiropractic work, can you like, just, I guess, is it a hands-on or maybe they might be fearful of coming during pregnancy? Um, can you share a little bit more on maybe, you know, why or when people might need to come see you during pregnancy? Yeah, honestly, I feel like the earlier you come is the, you know, the better because what we do is I specialize in the Gansa method too. So we're very specific with how we adjust and it's a very gentle, safe approach to working on the spine. And then I've also been trained in the Webster method. So that's where we're checking the sacrum, making sure that it's not rotated or shifted because we want to keep that pelvis and sacrum nice and open. And then that's going to relieve that tension in the front um, on the round ligaments that a lot of women can get that pain on either side or both sides, you know, more towards the end of the second, third trimester. So we want to make sure we keep that tension free in the body and alignment as much as possible. So there's no restrictions in there, especially on the pelvic floor. I almost want to think of it like a basketball hoop with the net open and not twisted up. Like those ligaments can cause that tension if that basketball hoop gets you know, twisted in there a little bit. So if we can keep everything nice and open, that relieves the tension. So the goal is for, um, you know, for baby to stay in that head down position, um, you know, middle end of the pregnancy. So that, that gives mom and baby the best um, opportunity for an optimal birth and a good experience. So perfect. Um, what other common like pregnancy concerns or maybe complaints do you see, uh, in your office that maybe people can, you know, didn't even realize, Oh, that I can go to a chiropractor and maybe get some relief from that. Oh yeah. That's, that's a good question. Um, so a lot of people will come, you know, the probably the most common thing is sciatica, low back pain. So, for, so during the first trimester, I would say morning sickness, fatigue, um, like I mentioned, low back, low back pain, sciatica. Um, there are other things we can look at, you know, with things like morning sickness. I mean, you can look at iron. Are you taking iron with a supplement? Do you need to take it separate? Are you eating enough protein and snacks throughout the day? Different things like that. In the second trimester, still a lot of the same things. Um, then we can start getting that symphysis pubic pain in the front and then that round ligament pain in the front on one side or both sides especially you can notice that if you're turning or um, turning abruptly or even shifting around in bed or picking something up. And some people start to get carpal tunnel type symptoms, you know, with the swelling in that second trimester, third trimester. So we can do some things to help with that and give some exercises and things as well. And obviously you have like headaches with the hormone changes and then, um, a lot of postural problems, you know, from that extra weight as baby grows. And then a lot of times baby sitting, you know, will end up with more weight on one side. So that can throw off, you know, alignment and throw off our muscles working properly or evenly on each side. So I'd say those are a lot of the main things and headaches as well, if I didn't mention that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've probably, I think I've seen all of those with clients, you know, um, right. <laughs> at least once, like you're going to have something. Um, and I know for me, like I, sciatica, I had that a little bit. Um, yeah. and then it just, it, it went away and then it sometimes comes back. 
but I'm figuring that out right now with the pelvic floor PT, um, with some of the, the nerve issues, which it's, I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. fascinating what the body does and, um, how it just can mask things. Like I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure my body has been masking the sciatica, even though it's probably still going on. Um, so it's just so fascinating just to see all the layers, um, and the things that you deal with. And I'm sure you see the same. Um, and if someone's listening they're like, is there anything that I can do maybe to help prevent this? Um, or, you know, I can maybe do a few exercises or do something to put myself in optimal health, you know, so I don't have to maybe go to the chiropractor every week or every month. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing why a lot of people have more problems too, probably the second and third trimester is because of that relaxing hormone that's released. So everything moves more easily and doesn't have, you know, it doesn't always stay in alignment like it should. So that's why a lot of times we see them more frequently towards the end of the pregnancy and then after you still have some of that. Um, but obviously like doing specific exercises in strengthening to stabilize certain areas like um, doing the breath work or um, strengthening and stretching the glutes, um, stretching the hip flexor, psoas muscles. I'm sure you do a lot of this with women, yeah. right? Yeah. Being on post muscle groups and knowing what's safe for them to do um, so that they can stay active too during it but not get flare-ups with the sciatica because you don't want to be doing nothing. Yep. Whether that's walking or doing some, you know, light weights or body weights, um, some kind of program that you help women with. And then safe yoga, which you do as well, like pregnancy safe yoga. Um, they can sure like you're meeting with a pelvic floor PT. I think even during pregnancy is good. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I guess even if you're going to have a second you know, you're gonna have a second baby and you didn't meet with one the first time meeting with them before you get pregnant to make sure you're doing the eagles properly and working the muscles properly. And then obviously at that six week mark, it's good to meet with a six week postpartum a PT too, again, once everything's healed more. And then otherwise I'd say make, you can get like pregnancy safe massages and making sure you understand how important nutrition is and you know, your foundational high quality supplements that you can take as well. I love those. Yeah. And I totally echo the pelvic floor PT because I, um, you know, just started going and I didn't go after my son, but then just started having some incontinence issues sprinting outside for the first time. And he's four. I was like, well, this is not good. So if I'm like, what would I tell a client to go book an appointment? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating because it's all just patterns that for myself, like Kegels are, would be horrible because that's like, you can have chronic tightness down there, which is what I've had. And that's what's causing issues, which, um, I cut, you know, I already pretty much knew that about myself, but didn't necessarily know how to like get rid of that or how to like treat it. So that's where I'm like, it's been mm-hmm. so helpful to like, oh, this is how you learn how to relax like those muscles. Um, so I totally right. echo that. And I think it's super helpful, um, you know, at any time, like just even just to go, if you've never been and you, you're not sure necessarily what's going on down there, you, I mean, seeing someone can get it, just give you an insight and be like, okay, here, maybe this is uh, causing issues that you didn't even know you had. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I love it. Yes. Yes. So now you say that too, like another thing 
stuck in time with that are tight adductor muscles and they can go over things that you can do for that. And that can tie in with menstrual cycles too, and irregularities. So that's a little different topic, but oh, there's a lot of like, that can so tie in with that too if things aren't working properly neurologically or if the muscle imbalance is there. Oh, that's, I love it. I love that's, I mean, all of that. It's just, it's fascinating. The more that you can kind of dive deep into things and, um, you know, like I think sometimes pe- we don't always talk about some of these issues. So, you know, just discussing, like it's normal to do these things. Um, I think that's really, really helpful to get people to, you know, maybe take that look at their health that they maybe not, uh, they didn't even know was a an option before. Cause I've had many people didn't even know what a pelvic floor PT was and it's still a somewhat newer field um i guess from my understandings um so i i do i do enjoy that and probably even you know going to a chiropractor who specializes in pre-postpartum women might be you know something that people were not aware of so i think just spreading that and then we have yeah exactly with the education and then knowing when or if they're having a problem and they need more help like you can refer them to so they can get the help they need so that they can heal. Cause like you said, if right a while after you had them, you were having those um, bladder issues. And I had that too, after my son, not right away, but shortly after, and then continue to just thinking that it's common, but that doesn't make it normal. So then I went to see one, um, my early pregnancy, and then went over some things and then followed up at that six week postpartum um, point too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's vital just to have the resources. And, um, you know, I think that's one thing that the, that we do with that holistic, the Twin Cities Holistic Collaborative, just having that resource to, to reach out and network with people. Um, and work together. Oh, yeah. one thing too, like I know making sure your structure is in alignment and the nerves are working properly too, so that the muscles can, um, coordinate and work like they're supposed to but sometimes obviously we need to work at work on the muscles too like um like I know you work with women or like when the PT comes in too to make sure we're working on maybe the ones that are overactive or the ones that are weak so that we can all work together to help um, patients and clients yeah one of the questions that um I just wrote down because I was like, oh, I, I, I had it and I lost it. Now it came back to me again. But one that I was curious yeah. about, would, what do you see more in your office? People um, who might have more issues during pregnancy or even not even during pregnancy and postpartum, but just in general, mm-hmm. if people are really tight muscles or if people are really more loose in their joints, do you notice that there's people who might have certain issues depending on their flexibility level? Yeah, I actually have... I have, well, one patient, um, what, what I find too, if they're like, if they were a dancer in the past mm-hmm. or they teach dance or things like that, they tend to have really loose ligaments, but then they get really tight too. And then when they add in pregnancy on top of that, that can really throw things off. So the people that are loose actually can end up with really guarded muscles. And then you just have some people that are just really tight and their joints are restricted. So we can help with both of those, but I find it can be more challenging with the ones that tend to have more looser ligaments, but then get really guarded. Mm, I didn't even, yeah, that's fine. Um, that you can do with that, that guarded. Cause I've, I've definitely had, um, 
I guess, I mean, I'm tight. I'm always tight, but I've worked with clients who are just really loosey goosey in their joints and they're really bendy. And I always remind them because the relaxant comes on during pregnancy. I'm like, just because yeah. you can do that stretch super deep doesn't mean you should. Um, cause I, I, I had a friend who cracked her pelvis. Um, she just sat down, she was a yoga teacher and cracked her pelvis just because she she was so loosey goosey in her sacrum and, um, just so, Oh, that makes me cringe. I know. And so I, I didn't even think about until, you know, she had told me that I was like, okay, I wonder, you know, maybe being tight is not bad at all the time, you know, just cause I have have control, um, you know, around my joints where, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm really free flowing and, um, just being mindful of where is my sacrum and, um, you know, how do I, how do I sit and make that work? And during pregnancy, I think we can sometimes get, lose that connection or it just, it gets different. Um, do you have any tips for maybe, um, you know, people having, cause I know you also do craniosacral work, don't you? Yeah. I've taken some classes in that as well. So is that, sorry, go ahead. Is that something that you do during pregnancy, postpartum, or is that just something like completely different? You can do that in pregnancy. Um, I'm, I'd say I focus more like on the sacrum area in the jaw work, but with babies, you can do more of the whole body okay. work with it. Okay. But usually a lot of times with, um, if you're talking about a client or patient that has very flexible yeah. or almost too flexible and bendy, like you said, then they just almost got to be a little more careful too, because you can overstress the joint then, and they tend to almost go out of alignment more frequently. So that's when they would have to do more work too with exercises on stabilizing the sacrum pelvis area, I would say. Yeah. And I bet it's probably harder for you to adjust safely if it is really loose would that be true yeah i have a pregnancy pillow too for different sizes of pregnancy that helps too so sometimes i'll put them on the pillow which we call it's a high low table so um you lay on your stomach on the table then you put the pregnancy pillows on there and then sometimes i will do some simple stretching or I have a roller that I'll use if needed. If there's an area that's really being stubborn and show them some certain things that they can do at home too, in home care. Hmm. But that's so, when working with a trainer, like somebody with you would be helpful too, if you have things that you can do with them that they need to work on strengthening so that that stays stable. Yeah. Yep. And that's, um, I mean, that's just one where if you're drawn to yoga, sometimes the, the strength isn't always there. Um, yeah. And like myself, I'm drawn. I mean, I, I do yoga as well, but I'm, I do so much weightlifting that it's just, there's no way I'm going to get super loosey goosey. It's just strength is there. So, um, walking too is just good as well. Oh, I love Yeah. Yeah. And everyone can do that. Yeah. So one of the things now that, um, transitioning out of like pregnancy and coming into that postpartum phase, what are some common things that maybe you see in your practice with women, um, after they've had the baby? I would say um, a lot of things that I see is they're just super exhausted with the babies eating. You don't want to eat every two, three hours. So not sleeping, which can really throw things off and cause anxiety and overwhelm. So just making sure you're napping during 
the times when baby's napping, even though you want to get things done. And then also making sure in that postpartum phase, you're really resting those first two weeks and being prepared with your foods ahead of time, whether they're freezer meals or having help at home and quick, easy snacks in your bedroom or um, water that you can grab. And I think what else here, a lot of what I see is rounding forward of the shoulders because of all that weight you were carrying. You know, sometimes you still hold on to like 30 pounds or more after. So, and then you're breastfeeding and picking up the baby and carrying the car seat. So I see a lot of headaches and tension in the mid-back neck area because everything just starts to round forward. So you're tight all the time. That makes sense. I know for me, right? I, I had glutes, like my glutes just kept firing. I kept clenching my glutes postpartum. I'm not sure why, oh. but I don't know if it was like protecting my low back if I was doing that, but I just noticed I had to constantly be like, okay, no, relax. Like you don't need to be clenched. Probably because too, you were, you were used to that weight forward all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just was like, huh, didn't even realize I was probably doing that during pregnancy. Didn't even notice. You're doing that all the time too. You probably still had that, you know, relax and stick around for a little bit too. And then another thing is just having a good breastfeeding pillow. Mm -hmm. I like that my breast friend it's called and then um doing laid back nursing or side line nursing once baby's a little bit older with the side line but that can take some pressure off your back too I'm oh, sitting. I like those are good tips and I, I do see a lot of like hormonal changes so like sometimes migraine headaches mm. things like that come up and then so coming in and taking doing adjustment there can kind of help relieve that pressure yeah, I just had a um, patient who was pregnant come in last week, and I adjusted her sacrum, again, which keeps that nice and open. Um, two areas in her mid-back, the T4 is a big, um, with that upper mid-back area, I find a lot of trigger for migraines because it's a hormonal area that ties in with the thyroid too. So she was feeling a lot of tension from that mid-back area that teeth are all the way up into the right side of her neck into her jaw and then after adjustment it went away and I'm not saying that happens all the time right away but yeah. just working on that area alone can make a big difference in keeping that tension down and getting those um, nerves to work like they're supposed to going to those areas of the body yeah and that makes sense because if I mean if you're well, even no matter what, if you choose to breastfeed or not, postpartum, you're like, my breasts were ginormous and heavy. So right, that's I mean, that adds to it. And I, I have not, I always have large boobs, but then postpartum, right. I'm like, oh my goodness. So, and they're, they're very heavy. So that definitely very heavy. is just some back issue. And I'm sure I was probably also trying to compensate for that too. Like, okay, I don't want this. In it's like a pound. It's going to be like eight ounces to a pound of like this. It's like no session, like if you're pumping and different things, you think about all that extra, that weight you're carrying around too. That's a good point. I didn't even think to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot. <laughs> Choice. Uh, I think too, it's just such a time that women are just so fatigued and overwhelmed that all we really have is that six week visit. Yeah. Yeah. For ourselves. And we take care of the baby and then you're just left on your own. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the mental health, I mean, pieces huge, you know, having those, um, you know, those places and like right now, I mean, extremely hard. Cause I know, I mean, your son is seven months. So what that was probably right at the start of, you know, lockdown and things shutting down, like I'm sure it was, lockdown. like not great 
timing, you know, cause then you really feel alone cause then people can't come and help necessarily. And oh, yeah. it's hard. Luckily, it's hard. I actually, I actually found it to be very nice cause then I like to like have my time. Yeah. So I didn't want to have too many people over just like in that bonding time, but I can see too, you can get lonely if you don't have a good support system. So making sure you have a good support system, whether it's friends, family, um, or even like a practitioner you can talk to to help guide you to the right person. Totally, totally. Or Zoom groups, online groups now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely something I think that can at least be helpful or calling calling someone. Yeah, and there are a lot of supplements too that can help on top of things too that based on the patient, like under um, with your practitioner who you're seeing that can help you with certain things like magnesium is a big one with pregnancy and tightness and the muscles and making sure like your adrenals, you know, when you're stressed out and these are things you can do for adrenal support. So just to name a few things. Mm, yes. Well, Dr. Cassie, thank you so much for coming on. If someone wants to know if they are, you know, local to the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, um, where can they find your practice and your website? I am located in Bloomington, close to, you know, South Town area, south of 82nd and Penn Avenue. Um, we're on the fifth floor, right above Wally's. Most people know where that is. Um, so at Cairo Center, Bloomington, fifth floor, in the South Town Office Park building. And then we are on Facebook and Instagram. And then my Instagram page is Dr. C.R. Cassie McGuire, C-A-S-S-I-E McGuire. M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Perfect. I do post things on there as well. So. I, will po- I will put that all in the show notes so people are looking to connect with you. And okay. I have one final question. So I always like to throw out a weekly challenge. And then when I have guests on, I have you throw out the weekly challenge to the listeners for the week. So what would you like that challenge to be? The challenge for this week, especially um, yesterday, don't like to get into politics by any means, but I know a lot of people are feeling tension from that and, you know, wearing the mask. So if you are feeling stressed or anxious, just stop when you feel that and just like feel that emotion and try to figure out what's triggering that so you can dig deep into what's causing that emotion and then work on that box breathing. Perfect. Right. To help calm down the body and be more in that calm part of the nervous system. Perfect. Yes. And that's, it'll be timely because this will be airing uh, next week. So yeah, definitely, definitely will need that calming breath and to keep up with that. Cause who knows? I mean, maybe by this airs we'll know, but who knows? Maybe we won't know. Right. <laughs> I know. It's know. A, that's helpful. Oh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Cassie. It's been a pleasure chatting with you um, and getting to know you. And if people are interested in the Twin Cities, um, the Holistic Collaborative, do they, can they just contact you as well? If someone maybe is listening and local and wants to know more. Yeah, they can definitely contact me. Um, or, or I don't know if you, if they want to, or feel more comfortable contacting you too. And then we can connect as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can just contact me. I think you can do that on Instagram as well. Otherwise my email is Dr. Cassie McGuire at gmail.com. Connect that way. Oh, and I forgot to mention too, that we have the same birthday. The same yes. Year. Yes. You're both Virgos. Okay. September, September 17th. <laughs> yep. 
24. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you again, Dr. Cassie. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to everyone listening and go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you for having me again.